Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're back with our annual series uh, that we do every October, formerly known as 31 Days of Halloween. <laughs> this year is a shortened 13 Days of Halloween. We thought that was a little more manageable. <laughs> uh, so every day, starting October 19th, uh, leading up to Halloween, we talk about a movie each day that falls into the horror, thriller, or mystery genre. We've got a lot of... Uh, Interesting films in store for you this year. We've got a lot of different uh, guests for the program as well. And, you know, every year we've been doing this, we have at least one Hammer film, the Hammer Studios from England. And um, we're kicking things off this year with one of those. It's uh, The Plague of the Zombies, and Ashley's going to tell us about it. Thank you. Yes, I think we have a hammer every year, mostly for for my benefit, because I I really enjoy these movies for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, so... Plague of the Zombies is about um, a Cornish village. Um, I believe we're like in the Victorian area, 19th century, I think. Um, it's being plagued by some unexplained deaths. And the young doctor there has written to um, his professor, his professor of medicine in London, asking for his help. And so the professor, uh, played by Andre Morel, travels to this Cornish village and brings his daughter along. And yeah, they soon discover that um, these deaths are unexplained and rather inexplicable. There might be something supernatural going on. And perhaps the local squire who spent time in Haiti, perhaps he has something to do with it. <laughs> That's kind of the setup of this movie. Um what did you think of it? So you do like these Hammer movies a little more than I do. I always find them to be good background movies for this time of year. Like, you know, if it's Halloween and or Halloween season, and you want to have a spooky-looking movie on in the background, but you kind of want to be doing something else, <laughs> Hammer movies are, for me, a go-to. <laughs> uh, and when I do try and concentrate on them in order to do one of these episodes, uh, it's hard for me to keep attention on them. This, however, I think is my the favorite Hammer movie I've, I've watched. Um, it kept my interest. I think it's very well done. Um, there's a couple things I maybe would have done differently, which I'll talk about later. But really, uh, you know, the acting is good in this. You know, it stars, as you said, Andre Morel. He's, he's excellent. Um, I think one of the reasons I was looking forward to this is it has, uh, as one of the co-stars, Jacqueline Pierce, who's in one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Blake Seven. She's... She's fine in this. Um, I love the, the set design. The production in this is great. I love the sets. Um, they're very hammer-ish, but you know, uh, hammer-esque. I mean, but they're 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 great. The direction by John Gilling is good. Um, cinematography. Arthur Grant does the cinematography. It's very hammer hammer-esque. Uh, but it, it's it's good. Uh, music's composed. The score's composed by James Bernard. Um, very good score. Um, we watched a featurette that's on the Blu-ray we have for this. We watched it after we watched the movie. It's about half an hour long, and it features interviews with uh, cast and crew and uh, some people who are Hammer, sort of a Hammer scholars, as you want to say. <laughs> and it was just interesting interesting to get their, um, their take on it. Um, yeah, this, this, this movie... Is is just quite good. I mean, it's it's came out in 1966. It's it's of its time, you know. Uh, but 
I, I like the zombies in this. I was a little worried for a while there was because the movie's called Plague of the Zombies, you know, plural. <laughs> I was worried for a while there was only going to be a zombie, but we we get we get multiple zombies, um, and it has it, it's very atmospheric, uh, I, and I think it, it 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 does what it needs to do uh, quite well. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I re- I really liked this one a lot. Um, and I, you know, I always agree with you as well that these are typically make nice background films. And and the issue that I have with Hammer films, I love them, but they do they are rather dry sometimes, and rather deliberately paced to a fault, so that sometimes your mind wanders and you kind of perhaps doze off if you're if you're just sitting there trying to watch it. This is why it's good to be doing other things while while you're watching it. I don't think that's re- that's required with this movie. Um, my attention was kept um, the whole time, and uh, yeah, it was quite good. And this was a, a restored, apparently restored Blu-ray uh, version, great. and it looked really, really good. I too love the sets. I mean, you can tell that they're sets, but they're <laughs> um, just you know very well done and ornate, and um, it really creates that kind of unique hammer atmosphere i think all of the movies create this kind of atmosphere um it feels old timey um and there's you know some spooky things going on and i don't know i just i just really like it and the acting i thought was really good i i loved um andre morel as um this professor uh what was his name sir james forbes um i just thought he was great i i I mean, I was rooting for him. I, I admired him because he's like, he's he's smart and so calm and um, and he's rational. But in this, you know, in this world of the movie, um, it pays to kind of be open minded to certain things, and he is that. I mean, he's just he's just on the ball, and I and you know, he's kind of a he's the hero of this movie for sure, and. He's, you know, he's getting up there in age. I don't know how old he was. <laughs> it's just kind of unusual to see, I think, a, a hero um, his age. And, yeah, I really kind of fell for him. I thought he did a really, really good job. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with all of that. Uh, the uh, the thing I would say about this that I was referencing earlier, maybe something I would have done differently. Um, not that I think ultimately it really matters. But, you know, the opening credits of this movie, which is, uh, it kind of, I mean, kind of sets the stage for what's happening, you know? Uh, it starts off with a, like a, a voodoo ceremony. You have the, the drums being played. You have a, a high priest who's, looks like he's, you know, sacrificing some. I mean, so this is, um, the stage is set almost a little too well. Mm. Um, and I wondered if, um, and I know they were looking for pretty, a fairly arresting opening over the credits, but I thought to myself, you know, if they had done something different or not even had that scene at all at the beginning, it might have allowed for you to have a bit more sense of mystery mm. as the movie unfolded. Um, because as it, as it is, we sort of are clued in to a little bit of what's going on already, mm-hmm. kind of before our main characters are. Um, ultimately, I don't think that really mattered too much. Yeah. The, the movie really gives the game away quite early. Yes. Um, 
That said, I still, and perhaps because of that, I felt quite a bit of suspense and tension for what was going to happen to our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of knew, you know, the, the path that might be taken. And, you know, because we knew that, um, there was some genuine mm-hmm. suspense there. And I don't know if that would have changed at the end, if the beginning had been different. It's hard to say. Um, but yeah, it is unusual the way the movie begins and the way it kind of mm-hmm. reveals its main, it's one of its main mysteries um, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. I know uh, one thing I like about this, you know, is kind of, I guess, maybe one reason I was okay with the game giving being given away so early on is these are characters who, while it may not be super realistic in real life, they are fairly open to accepting what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, pretty readily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, it's not just Dr. Mor- you know, Dr. Uh, Forbes, uh, played by Andre Morel. That's um, the policeman. There's two police officers mm-hmm. in this village. They kind of, I mean, are at least willing to go along with some of these theories of, you know, voodoo and zombies. There's the young doctor, the one that called in um, Andre Morel's character. There's um, a priest, you know, I mean, all as, as the movie progresses, People, I mean, they're not, uh, I'm not saying that they just take it like it was nothing, but mm-hmm. it's one of those movies where, you know, I, I wasn't frustrated by the fact that we know what's going on, yeah. but the characters in the movies are all in denial. It's not like that at all. Which was refreshing to yes. me. Because I hate sitting through that denial phase of, yeah. of movies. Same thing. <laughs> they just are like, okay, this is pretty messed up, but all right. <laughs> um, and one thing I just want to say, too, is as I, you know, I, I, I love the look of it, but, and I loved um, kind of the look of the zombies. Um, now, what I meant earlier by the movies of its time is, I mean, this is a, a 55-year-old movie. Um, it, it, it's not cutting-edge special effects. So, But I think that kind of works. I'm not saying that the, the, the effects here are terrible. They're not. But, you know, I mean, the zombies look kind of frightening, but also kind of like men in some zombie masks or makeup, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where somebody's beheaded. And, and, and it looks the, the head looks kind of real and also not quite so real. It does look like a little bit of a prop, but again, kind of like you said earlier, these sets look like sets. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very nice sets, but there is sort of a staged sense uh, uh, to all of the Hammer films, mm-hmm. and so working within the context of that and the age of the movie, I think these are. I, I, was, I was really on board with these effects. I was too. I'm curious to know what you thought of the score that usually stands out to you. And I always think, I tend to think that the Hammer music is kind of dramatic and sometimes overwrought. And um, I liked this one though. I thought it it worked well with with the film. I'm just curious to know what to know what you thought. <laughs> it's interesting. I didn't notice it um, while we were watching it, but then when we watched that that bonus feature, behind the scenes feature. Um, there was somebody who, I guess, is, is a musician nowadays, and he was talking about how much the score you know, helped the movie. And so they showed him like sitting at a piano, playing a, a few bars of the score, and then he kind of talked about how that works in the context of the scenes. And, mm-hmm. and then they showed you a couple of scenes that had that score. And again, I have to say, I mean, I I wasn't blown away by it. But I can see, like, okay, okay, I see what you're saying here. This, you know, I, I hear the score now. <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. What did you think? 
I thought it worked particularly well. Like you, I, well, I, I noticed it during the film and again, I kind of picked on, picked up what I typically think is this overwrought, uh, overly dramatic, uh, score that you find in a hammer film, but I come to expect that. And I, I thought it worked okay. And then, yeah, when we watched that um, special feature, I thought I appreciated it a little more after mm-hmm. hearing him kind of break it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did notice it in the opening credits, yes. in a sense. But I mean, you know, that's it's hard not to notice that part of mm-hmm. it. And a lot, you're right. A lot of the Hammer scores are overwrought. <laughs> um, and one thing too that I I learned from that special feature, and then thinking back on it now, I, I should have realized is there's a subtext to the film. There's a, there's some social commentary here about um, exploitation of the working class. Yes. And I didn't really pick up on it, but um, yeah, I think if you if you go into the film and understand that, you'll pick up a little more meaning, maybe. To yeah, and and I and I think also it, it helps that the villain does have a there's a reason. He's not just a crazy villain. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's he's creating these zombies, right? Uh, that kind of plays into what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and that's that's fine. It's always nice when yeah, movies make sense. Well, yeah, and there's there's a deeper level to it than what you might have originally thought. Yeah. Um, so, what would you give this out of ten? I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I give it an eight as well. So it's an eight from us. It's on the tomato meter. It has an eighty three percent fresh from critics. Now it has a fifty three percent from audiences. Hmm. Not sure what that's about. That's <laughs> over a thousand audience ratings too on there. So you know. Um, I think though you should just listen to us. Exactly. And uh, this movie is—I uh, would definitely recommend it. And uh, yeah, it's an eight out of ten from us. The Plague of the Zombies kicks off our 2021 series of um, Halloween movies. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.